Well, hello. Hi. Well, it's Courtney and Allison, uh, and this is part three of the Fight the Future Double X-Files quadrilogy. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Quadrilogy. So if you haven't listened to part one and two, what you doing? Yeah. You silly Billy. Come on. Go back and go listen to those two. Unless you don't want to. Unless you hate context. <laughs> Ooh, that's so bad. I hate contacts so much. Well, if you hate contacts, well, this is the podcast You're for you. You're in the right place, my friend. Good luck. Okay, we'll uh, talk to you later after the end of this episode. Bye. Bye. I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today. Allison, it's about Fight the Future Part 3. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. We are continuing to fight the future. We fought it, and now we have no future. Congratulations. Yay! Yay. We defeated the future. <laughs> now we live in limbo forever. <laughs> I think that'd be kind of nice compared to what we have now. Yeah, Limbo sounds like chill. It sounds like just like Margaritaville. Like you just gotta go there and you're like having a good time. It's always five o'clock in Limbo. Yeah. Right? Just having a cocktail, just mm. chatting up a waitress, just having a good time. Mm, yes. Okay, let's get down to business. Yeah, brass tacks. I want to recap because I don't remember what happened the last two episodes i recall that there was a piss man there was a piss man now basically that's we have we did two episodes of the first fight the future wait of the movie first, the first half the first half of fight the future and then we took a pause now and then we took a break and now we're watching the second half yeah and this episode should probably be broken into two i forget what happened though <laughs> okay well let's go through it okay number one aliens mm-hmm and they gummy, they're in gummy men. Gu- yeah, yeah, jelly, jelly men aliens. They're in the jelly men aliens. Um, two, yeah. Texas. Two, Texas. Three, corn fields? Corn fields. Yeah. Number four, science booze. Number five, bees. Bees? Bees? Bees. Number six, piss man. Piss man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think okay, that's good. everything that happened. Yes, I think that is everything and if, that happened. And hey, if this recap leaves you confused, just go back and listen to the other two episodes and we'll clear it right up for you. <laughs> sure will. <laughs> will it? I don't know. Yeah, if you haven't watched the movie, I don't think you should. Just, no, I would not recommend this movie. J- just like, you know what? This is a good podcast to like wash your dishes with. Like you don't really have to pay attention to this podcast. You just want to hear our soothing voices. That's fine. Our very soothing voices. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are in a cornfield. That's where we left you. And there was a bee attack. Uh-huh. The little bees, they had a little party. And Mulder and Scully weren't invited. And they're like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't crash this party. <laughs> so then we go to Mulder and Scully screaming each other's name in a cornfield for about five minutes. Yeah, that was a solid five. That was a long time. Hmm. Did, did Chris Carter kind of look at the cut of his movie and kind of say... Ah, uh, we're we need to stretch this out to me. You guys could just go run around in this cornfield while you, some helicopters chase you. Do you think they how long do you think they filmed that scene? Probably like a whole night, right? Oh yeah. At least two. Just till morning break. And then the poor editor had to splice all that together. Yeah. The best of 
first five minutes of them screaming each other's name. <laughs> so if you are a person who maybe does not have ever watched the X-Files and then you walked into this movie, I would say this part would be the part that would be the most confusing. But oh. also the most representative of the show. That's true. <laughs> you get a real slice of life, don't you? <laughs> you really do. Okay. Moira and Scully escape from the helicopters. Yes. And then they suddenly go from Texas back to Washington, D.C. Back in D.C. Because Scully has a hearing. Why does she have a hearing? She has a hearing because in Texas, Mm -hmm. a building explode. Oh, I forgot about that. And she was supposed to be making sure her building didn't explode. Yeah. But on her watch, the building did explode. It did explode. And so the hearing is about, like, how come you let that building explode... What do you have to say for yourself? She says, she goes to the hearing, she says, well, here's what I have to say. I have fossil evidence. I have fossil evidence about explosions. About explosions <laughs> and why they happened. That wasn't my fault. She also reveals before, and we mentioned it in the last couple episodes, that like, well, the X-Files is closed down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she knows she's probably going to get reassigned. Uh-huh. So she'd rather quit her career than be reassigned. Because she could just go be like a cool doctor somewhere and help people and, and not have to go do it. Not an FBI thing elsewhere. And not, like, almost die. Yeah. In a cornfield. Constantly. Or be kidnapped. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what? That actually sounds pretty good. Sounds decent. You know, not being kidnapped anymore. Or used as a pawn for the plot of a a really bad TV show. I think that would be nice. It'd be nice Mm. for her. What if... (gasps) Allison. Mm Mm-hmm. Spin-off. Scully goes to ER. Ooh. She hooks up. With George Clooney. She gets with the Clunes. Mm. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I would probably be pretty into that, yeah. And then she and then you could get like some a little bit of spookiness into ER and that would mwah, make ER mwah, even just perfect. Yeah. And there's mm. like, ooh, maybe it was a ghost. So she's like, it wasn't George Clooney. It wasn't a ghost. Now fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. At the hearing. At the hearing. Scully brought her emotional support animal, a bee. <laughs> Little baby bee. A bee hitched a ride. Wait. Uh-huh. Hold on. Uh-huh. Let's track this bee situation. <laughs> okay. They go, Mulder and Scully in the cornfield, they go into the boob tube full of bees. Mm-hmm. And then they come out. Mm-hmm. Now, hypothetically, the bee friend has caught a ride in her. Correct. She... Let's see. All the stops she is going to make between there and her hearing. Mm-hmm. Number one, I would expect a shower. How does B-Friend, is B-Friend just like waiting patiently while oh, she yeah, takes a shower? Just like perched on her little towel. Number two, definitely a drive through She's hungry. <laughs> At least one plane. Are uh-huh. you telling me the B-Friend just like sat on her shoulders like, can I have some peanuts? Made it through TSA. Totally fine. <laughs> They had a little bee scanner. (laughs) Sir, take off your shoes. All six of them, please. (laughs) I don't think it's plausible that that bee got all the way there. I I mean, I agree with you, but at the same time, this bee is the best part of the movie. (laughs) That bee saved our lives, actually. (laughs) Just this one fuzzy little bee. So bee friend is with Scully, Mm -hmm. and Scully's going through the hearing. I don't know what they're talking about. But it's about fossil evidence. Yeah. Do you remember why the fossil evidence is important? Because it was something to do with the bodies in the basement of the building that exploded and whether they were there when the building exploded and something about Mm. underneath Texas is like all the... Oh, yeah. 
underneath the playground. Yeah. So while Scully's having this hearing with her little bee friend, yeah. Mulder is back at the old spagats. <laughs> he went back to the old spaghetti factory mm-hmm. and he meets the piss man. You know, that doctor guy the the doctor with gynecological books and also end of the world doomsday books, but also was quote unquote framed for pedophilia. You know, quote unquote framed the piss man, the piss, the, the piss man, the old and piss. He, man. he knows Mulder's dead. The old piss man. Oh, honey, the old piss man's coming for dinner. Put on a roast. <laughs> also, picture the children are in their bedrooms. They're not to come out. <laughs> don't children don't look the piss man in the eye. <laughs> so they are at a in a truth booth, and the, and there's some truth. The piss man lays down some truth. What does he say? Well, I don't know what he says, but the gist of it, <laughs> the gist of it is that he's using Mulder. He's he's been feeding Mulder information to get information out of Mulder. Yeah, and Mulder's like there were bees. Yeah, and piss man's like that's a hot take. <laughs> I'm gonna take that and take it to the bank and write a book on it or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna take some hot piss. <laughs> Those bee? Tell me more about the bees. Tell me about these bees. <laughs> What's their story? <laughs> so um, Mulder gets upset. Yeah. And then they go back to the alley. They go back to the alley where they pissed on the each other's piss. Yeah. Um, as you do. God, poor spaghetti the, factory. The old spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> old spaghetti factory has had their bathrooms like broken for a while. Yeah. So it's like we gotta do what you gotta do. Old spaghetti factory, when you're here, you piss in the alley. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Toilets are expensive. <laughs> Old Spagats, you can use that for free if you, you want. can, please. Oh, please. God, I've never wanted more spaghetti factory in my life. <laughs> right now. Muller's very upset. He's upset, yeah. So he goes to his apartment. Uh-huh. And Scully comes as well. Well, he looks at an old photo first. Of oh, his yeah. of his dad with the piss man when they were much younger. Oh yeah, and piss man looks like Arthur Fonzarelli. He sure does. Hey, hey, piss, <laughs> finger guns. Uh, and then yeah, Skelly does come by, and she says, "Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm not fucking going." No, yeah. So she got reassigned to Salt Lake City, but uh-huh. why the f- hey? Why the fuck would you want to go there? (laughs) No idea. None. Unless you're a ballroom dancer. What? Salt Lake City has a huge ballroom dance culture. A culture? Culture. Why do you think that? I don't know, but I know, like, and also, like, a lot of um, Mormon kids get into ballroom dancing, even though it is quite sensual. No, they leave room for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy, like, Wait, do Mormons believe in Jesus? I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. Um... (laughs) If you watch So You Think You Can Dance, as I do, a lot a lot of, like, really good ballroom dancers come from Salt Lake City, Utah. Or just Utah in general. Provo. Really? Yeah. Weird. I don't know why huge ballroom dance culture is really interesting. 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 Hmm. I'll forget that as soon as we leave this room. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Scully's like, I can't ballroom dance. I have heel spurs, so I don't want to go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> like a chicken. <laughs> like a chicken. And what are heel spurs? I don't know. I th- think he just made it up. No, it's a thing. Well, like, Old for people one, have them. they're the thing you have on your cowboy boots. 
Are you your bone spurs? Bone spurs. I mean bone spurs. What are bone spurs? Uh, I wish you it's like when a piece of your bo- little bone gets cracked off Ow. and separated. Ow. And you kick at the horse with it. Or if like maybe your bones are growing some new bones <gasps> in a spur sort of situation. Ooh. Your bones are growing new bones? Your bones are constantly growing new bones. What? Yeah. That's like all your bones do is like constantly break down old bone and create new bone. <laughs> I got a new bone right here. <laughs> I gotta break down this old bone. Anyone want to help? <laughs> Wait. So, how many bones do I have? I'm do sorry. I get make no, more? They don't create new bones. They create new bone. <laughs> like what's in my pants? Yeah. This is my I'm new. I'm still bone. very confused. Okay, when you're a baby, <laughs> hold on, stop, Allison. When you're a baby, uh-huh. you have three bones. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Head bone. Oh, Torso bone, butt bone. Because <laughs> let, let's face it, there's no bones in the legs or arms. No, they're f- so floppy. There never has been. There never will be. I've seen a baby like stick their whole like fucking foot like in their ear. There's oh, no yeah. bones. In there's there. no bones in that baby. So over time, those three bones make a new bone. Yeah. So now we have. Um, I'm gonna take a stab and say we have like. Mm, 73 bones. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Nope. More uh, than that. It's oh. fine. You know, I'm going to go inside the goof here for a second. Because um, actually, what's interesting is that children actually have more bones than <gasps> adults. What? How is that possible? Because the all, the bones that they do actually have in their arms and legs, yeah, um, they're the caps on either end of those bones are not attached to the central like part of the bone, um, because they're growing. So the cartilage that connects the bone caps, okay, as they grow, becomes real bone. It becomes a real bone. It becomes a real bone. <laughs> so is that fake bone? <laughs> Wait, but then it's still one bone. Well, it's not. No, because they're separated by cartilage. Oh. And then that middle bone grows and grows and grows as they get bigger. When do you have all your bones? When do you have all your bones? Yeah, when do you get all your bones? Um, Officially. When are all your bones in your body? All your bones are in your body when you get your wisdom teeth in. Really? Yeah. Where do your wisdom teeth come from? They grow? Wow. <laughs> are they already in there and what? they just poke out? Can I ask you a question? Like a shark? Where do your, any of your teeth come from, do you think? Um, you're, they grow, they grow in there <laughs> like little corn niblets. Do you think when your baby teeth fall out, yeah. do you already have your adult teeth in your mouth? Or I think it is like a yet? shark situation. Yeah. I'm going to say it's like shark, like you have your teeth underneath the other teeth yeah. and that's, is it? Yeah. Okay. So that's why like taking probably x-rays of children are pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they've like, got sure. like seven sets of teeth in there. And also like skulls of children. Oh. Because um, you can... Oh. Because <laughs> you can see all the little extra teeth in there that haven't come out yet. Oh, God. That's horrifying. Yeah. Bodies are gross. Bones are gross. I want less bones, please. Bones are gross. I don't want more. I want less. Just... I'm going to go back to three bones. <laughs> Just revert to your natural baby state of three bones. <laughs> <laughs> I only need three bones in my life. Okay, you know how many bones we have for this scene? None. Zero. Zero bones. Cause what happens? Scully's like, I'm not going to Salt Lake City. You can't make me. I quit the X Files. And Mulder's like, Good. You should quit. 
No, he's like, don't quit. Yeah, I need you. I need you. You don't quit. I need you. And she says, you don't need me. You never have. I've just held you back. And he says, no, I need you very badly. You've made me a whole man. Hey, red flag. (laughs) Big red flag. Red flag. He's like, I didn't know what breath was until I met you. And then I breathed for the first time. You. For the first time. The first time. Um, he says lots of real shit, weird shit that could be interpreted as romantic if you got a real sketch lens. <laughs> I don't know. They're, hey, they're co-workers. It's very inappropriate. It's very inappropriate, number one. And sure, if there's, like, something going on, that's fine. But there has been zero chemistry. And this scene as well has zero chemistry. Now, if, let's... If if you hadn't watched seasons one through five of the X-Files and know how abusive this situation was, and you just watched the movie, it would still be really weird because they, they spent the first part of the movie fucking arguing and yeah. belittling each and other. And Mulder saying, like, it's not about you, it's about me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he said that. And from, like, a movie writing standpoint, oh, this is obviously the turning point where you would have to take that initial statement and turn it on its head, which is what they're technically doing. But it's technically still not a very healthy relationship. And so he's like, no, I need you. You make me a whole person. And then... Uh, and then they, the bee, they, they spend about 10 minutes getting their mouths closer and closer and closer to one another in a very weird way. They are 10 feet away. And we slowly, inch by inch, get closer and closer and closer and closer. It did not make... Listeners, it did not make me horny at all. <laughs> Who kisses like that? Does anyone in the history of the world kiss like that? Just, like, so slow. Like, the first... Okay, I want you to go on a journey with me. (coughs) Please. Close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Think back to the first time you kissed a person. Uh Uh-huh. It was, like, fucking sloppy and horny and, like... Oh, yeah. You just pressed your whole face into each other, You didn't know what you were doing. Right? Now open your eyes. It was horrible, wasn't it? It was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> kissing someone, even if you're an old, kissing someone for the first time, you don't know, like, the whole mouth you yeah, situation. You don't know what's going on. How's the nose? Is the, the nose is going to touch? Do I go right? Do I go left? Where are you going? Are they going to open them teeth right away? <laughs> Top lip, bottom lip, bottom lip, tongue? Where's What's going what's on? What's going on? Kissing someone for the first time is very bad. Mm-hmm. It gets better with age, like fine wine. Yeah, you got to figure mm-hmm. out. One would hope. <laughs> But I do remember in my relationship, eh, maybe a couple weeks ago, kissing my partner and then him burping in my mouth. Yeah, that'll happen. I'm not going to say it gets better with age. No, like kissing is like, you know, it's like, you know how there's love languages? Yes, I do. You got to figure out like what you and your partner's mouth language is. (laughs) English. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like how you, you know. How you operate? Top lip or bottom? Like, what are you? Yeah, what are where you, into? you? What are you going for? What's your tongue situation? You doing a head like? tilt? They're doing a head tilt. Uh-uh. You tilt in the same way? That's a problem. Is your nose in the eye? I don't know. What, what's your nose doing? Where are your hands? <laughs> one time, one of my students, who's uh, Chinese, asked me how white people kiss because they have such big noses. <laughs> I said it's not. It's kind of messy. It's a solid slam. <laughs> I think my reply to her was not well. No. <laughs> no. Okay. They almost they almost do a they kiss, do almost but then kiss. Um, Skelly gets a little baby bee sting. And she goes, I've been stung. And The it, bee took one for the team. The bee, the bee was like, I got you, sis. The, the bee is like, I have one life to live. 
and I came all the way from Texas, and I rode very far, and I, I, but this is it. I came all the way from Texas just to block this car. <laughs> so she goes into shock. Yeah, because she has been a. Her. Yeah. When's the last time you got stung by a bee? Oh, I can't even remember. No? No. Oh, God. I got stung. I stepped on a bee once, Ooh. and my 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 poor little feet turned into sausages. <laughs> little little cocktail wieners, and it was oh, the no. worst. And I was wearing a thong sandal, Ooh. and it just, my thong sandal wouldn't fit anymore, and just... Oh, That's sad. So sad. Bees? Bees. Bees. They're our friends. They, we gotta love them. And cherish them. But they also hurt us. Yeah. They are dicks. <laughs> they are dicks. Except my bumblebees. Yeah, your bumblebees are my good. Bumble- How are your, tell, give us a bumblebee update. I think there's about three of them. Okay. They're still around. Um, I found one in, she was trapped, like, in the window in the screen. Mm-hmm. So I kind of cupped her out with my hand because she's nice and fuzzy. I don't mm-hmm. think bumblebees sting, do they? I don't know. Well, this one didn't sting me. And then I gave her a sugar water treat. Aww. And she goes, meow, 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 and says, thank you, and then flew off. Do your three bumblebees have names? No. Should we name them? Yeah, please. Oh, gosh. The Ooh. one that you gave a sugar water treat to, that's Mavis. Mavis? Mm-hmm. Okay, then Gertrude. Okay. And Belladonna. I love it. Yes. Yeah. They're my sweet bee babies. <laughs> I love them all. And they kiss them all on the forehead. Oh, boy. Nom, nom, nom. Don't eat them. No. No. Okay. Now, Scully gets left in the hallway. Yeah. she's going through anaphylactic shock. And Mulder calls an ambulance. An am- Excuse me? A, wa- a ambulance? A ambulance? Thank you. To go to the where? The hospital. Thank you. <laughs> but guess what, Allison? It's a double ambulance. <laughs> what? There's two of them. What? It's a mistake ambulance. Yeah, he puts him in the am- he puts her in the ambulance, and then the people, the paramedics, they're like, "Not you though. You stay out here, man." And then shoots him. And then he shoots him. It's the wrong wrong ambulance. Wrong. It's a bad ambulance. And it's a bad, it's a bad shooty tooty. <laughs> shooty. No, that is a ambulance. That is a ambulance. Now here's my question. So the second correct ambulance comes. Yes. And Mulder is shot on the ground. Yeah. Now, here's my question about ambulances. That that ambulance got a call for, like, a bee sting issue. Yeah. A bee sting emergency. An alien virus bee sting bee transmission. Sting I'm sure Mulder explained it all to them over the phone. Mm-hmm. But they also see a man shot. Like, does that ambulance... <laughs> like, that's a fucking big bee. <laughs> that's a big fucking bee, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but do they do they think it's a bee okay do they go do they say hey sorry you're, we have bee business we gotta leave you here we gotta go check on the bee person no they're like they think that he got a really big beast <laughs> they're like oh whoa hey whoa whoa hey that's a bad one buddy <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So they take him to the hospital. And when he opened, he eyes. When he opened, he eyes. What does he see? the worst thing you could possibly see. Three horrid gerblins. Mm-hmm. Just peering down at him. And you you said, oh, great. <laughs> you. you knew you had to get the the, the lone gerblins. Gotta have those lone gerblins. Gotta have the gerblins. Gotta give them a place to spew their weird what? sexist rhetoric. <laughs> 
they didn't they weren't too bad they They weren't too bad probably because they didn't have a lot of lines no they well because they were all like oh are you okay you would have died if it had been three centimeters to the left you know that bee that stung you that big bee that stung you bad and then who kicks in the door to knock on his boo it's skinner now we were missing some real sexual energy this whole movie Uh uh-huh here it is it walked right through that door Uh uh-huh with his big phone (laughs) <laughs> Big phone energy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're asking who, of, if anyone, has that BDE. Yeah. That big dick Just energy. Just to be topical. It, it is Skinner. It's Skinner's got the BDE. He, he got, oh, when he walk in that room. You, everyone knows. <laughs> oh, I get that. All <sighs> the lone gerblins are just like, oh, damn, daddy's here. Their, their genitals just, like, shrink up. They're scared. <laughs> or become engorged. <laughs> so Mulder thinks he's being washed, and I guess he is. He is. So his plan is to make one of the gerblins nude. Yeah, he's like, I need your clothes. So he picks the handsome gerblin. Because I would not... Because that gerblin wears a good suit. Though... Could you imagine how funny it would be if Mulder wore the very tiny Gerblin's clothing? <laughs> very good. It'd be very short pants. Mm-hmm. Very tight shirt. <laughs> and a, a fur vest. Yeah. <laughs> so we leave Skinner on his big phone with his big dick <laughs> energy. And we leave the, han- leave the handsome Gerblin in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Hos- hop- optical. <laughs> Right? It's a optical illusion. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. That the goblins are never seen again. Bye-bye. So, from this point forward, a handsome gerblin is just in the hospital forever. Just suffering from a fictional uh, bee shooting. <laughs> I hate that bee-on-bee violence, really. <laughs> and Scully yeah. is a jelly man. She's in a jelly prison. She's in a prison of her own jelly. Being loaded onto a big empty aeroplane. Mm. Mm-hmm. She got all that leg room. Yeah. <laughs> but she's got to share it with the smoking man. Yes. So the idea is the sting of the bee mm-hmm. carries the alien virus. And mm-hmm. once you are stung by this bee, the alien virus is inside you and you gestate a new alien. You become pregnated the bee fucked you. <laughs> Pretty bad. And now you have a baby mm-hmm. in your tummy. But it's an alien. But not like not like a a reproductive organ, but in your literal stomach. No, it's like junior, right? Yeah. It's a junior situation. In your cavity. In your torso Please cavity. Don't say cavity. Mm. So she is gestating. Yeah. Ooh. Gross. Gross. Um, 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 and then Mulder, he's wearing the suit. He's leaving the hospital. Yeah. And he gets picked up by <gasps> FDR. And the piss man. And the pi- No, piss man's dead? Oh, yeah. Piss man gets killed. <laughs> Does he? We never see it. It's never explained. <laughs> yeah. But then FDR picks up Mulder and he says, they, I was paid to kill the piss man and you. Um, and then he lays it all out, kind of the whole situation. Okay. About the alien colonialism. He spews some real weird rhetoric that I'm not comfortable with. And he says things like slave race and human uh-huh. alien holocaust. Yeah, viral holocaust even. Didn't appreciate mm, it. Didn't yum. like it. So here's the, here's the skinny virus. Mm-hmm. The virus was the original Earthlings. Uh, the original aliens. No, the aliens lived on the Earth yeah. before Earth 
before humans. Uh-huh. And, and then they with left. the dinosaurs? Mm, no. I don't know. With, yes. Dinosaurs are aliens. They came here on a spaceship. Okay, so the aliens, they lived on the Earth millions and millions and millions of years ago. Yeah. Um, and then they left some of, they left their bodies, mm-hmm. some of them containing mm-hmm. virus. Yes. Buried below Earth. Okay. Or it, they got trapped. They, yeah, they got. They did a whoopsie. They did a whoopsie doodle. And they, but the virus is there in their bones just waiting because that's going to, what's going to bring them back, the other aliens. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, well, look, it was very confusing. Okay. And then, so the aliens, the non-Earth outside aliens yeah. up in space talk to our leaders the okay so are the space aliens they left and they because they left earth they're from earth are they from earth are the space aliens from earth well they're the same as the aliens who were on earth okay but they either left or um, they just were never there to begin those with are other they're like aliens. coming back to rescue because basically what it is is that like the aliens are going to use the human race to rescue all the aliens what died on earth millions of years ago yes by they, gesting them in their bodily cavities they're gonna take over earth again yes for a second time colonize earth earth a second time and then these old dead present ghosts why did they think this was gonna be a good idea well here's what the fdr is saying that they agreed to work with the aliens to um, make colonization happen with the secret plan of trying to make a vaccine to actually fight back against the future. Is this FDR just, like, telling Mulder well, a we'll lie? we'll never know. Yeah, because FDR died. Yeah, because, Mo- okay, so well, he the does, ghost of us. He <laughs> says, I was supposed to kill you, Mulder, but then he shoot the driver. He shoot the, the driver. And the upholstery is ruined, and it's yeah. Pulp Fiction all over again. Yeah. And then Mulder gets out of the car with FDR, and FDR is like, you gotta go right now, or I will shoot you. Yeah. Go. Go do With something about this. Yeah, he gives them the vac- the real potent vaccine. Because mm. he says the one vaccine they did make is weak. <laughs> I concentrated this vaccine. <laughs> mm. I titrated it myself. Mm. And so, mm. Mulder leaves. Mulder With leaves, the vaccine. And then the car explodes. The car with FDR, the ghost of FDR. And inside of it. Explodes. But he's not it, because he's a ghost. You can't explode a ghost. But ghost bombs. Ghost bombs. You gotta jerk off a lot to make a ghost bomb. Can you imagine how much the metric tonnage of cum that you would need? The jizz, Allison. Because as listeners know, the only way to kill a ghost is with orgasms. With a ghost bullet. So ghost bullet. Well, and it's not from like, I thought it was from edging. Oh, no, it is from edging. You are correct. (laughs) I forgot our own mythology, Allison. So you gotta really, oof, you really have to edge it to make a ghost bomb. They call them sting. And they're like, Sting, tell us how to edge for, like, seven days. Sting, we need your tantric energy. <laughs> Sting, you, we need you to make us a bomb, a special bomb, full of your tantric sex energy. I've been preparing for this my whole life. Uh, and then it killed FDR. <laughs> Sting, why you kill our ghost president? Sting, come on. Jesus. Oh, I get it. Sting, the bees, it's all connected. <laughs> Do we go now? No. No, we don't. Because I'm going to read... Oh. I'm going to read a review. Uh, We've been reading bad reviews of this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It makes us feel better. It does make us feel better. It makes us feel like... 
I don't know, like, we're not <laughs> off the mark with this one. <laughs> okay. This is from Harvey S. Carton from the CompuServe website. Okay. Uh, January 1st, 2000. Chris Carter. So he actually, whoa, 2000. He watched this movie after the fact. Two years later. Well, I mean, can you imagine, like, waiting for it? It's like, oh, this is going to be so good. Uh, no, not so good. <laughs> Harvey S. Carton says... Chris Carter has succeeded so well in keeping the plot under wraps that even after you watch the imposing imagery, you leave the theater wondering who's conspiring against whom and for what purpose. Yeah, that's pretty much. You nailed it. Well, hello. Hi. How did you do? How did your space cadets do with part three? Did you like it? Pretty bad, I think. (laughs) I have fun. I had a good time. Now that it's over and Mm -hmm. we can eat hot dogs. Exactly. Which is what we're going to do. Allison, before we eat hot dogs, what do the space cadets need to know? How to find us, how to listen to our other podcasts, how to look at very creepy Instagram pictures of us. Uh, well, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Double X Files. That's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. You can um, check us out on the Major Cast Network, where we've guested on a couple other podcasts, like uh, King Me and Big Time Whoopsies. Oh, yeah. And you know what my favorite um, Major Cast podcast is? What? This one. Have you ever watched something for your favorite actor, but then afterwards you realized it wasn't worth your time? Well, our time is worth nothing. I'm Katie. And I'm Lenny. And together we host the Filmographers. Every month we pick an actor and watch everything they've done. Then we report back to you so you know everything to decide if it's worth your time. So check us out on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find your podcasts. New episodes the first week of every month. Yeah, that's a good one. Isn't that good? One? I like that one. Yeah. And uh, you can also email us at doubleaxfilespodcast at gmail.com and just tell us all your hopes, your dreams, your your feelings about old spaghettis and how are your feelings about the old spaghetti factory we need to know do you have like piss stories from old spaghetti (laughs) do you piss in the alley was the bathroom closed did someone come and piss on your piss and was it weird or did you like it and you can also uh rate and review this podcast on itunes which would really help us out but maybe not this one i don't know (laughs) we'll see Okay, well, we're going to be back next week with the last part of this, what was it? Quadrilogy? Quadrilogy. Uh, We'll be back next week with part four of Fight the Future, and then that's it. You're done. And then we're moving on to season six. Whoop, 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 whoop. And also, our anniversary is coming up. Three years. Three years. Wow. It's, what, July 10th, so. This episode will come out right before it. Okay. Yeah, yay, us. We did it. We, we're still here? Still kicking. Or we're two ghosts, who knows? Maybe. Okay, well, until next time, the the truth truth is out there. there. Wink. We've been dead for three years. Yep. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.